Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Mila Vangelis, the Yugoslav dissident, once said, I mean, it's not an exact quote, but it's something to the effect of, uh, don't trust headlines, trust history. Um, and I wanted to bring up a historical precedent that people keep forgetting. They haven't been paying much attention, but uh, the, the Ukraine war is a lot like the Sino-Vietnamese war in a lot of ways, which occurred in the early 70s, mm-hmm. uh, where Deng Xiaoping invaded uh, Vietnam for similar, somewhat similar reasons to why uh, uh, Russia invaded Ukraine. And he was concerned about excess, what he considered excessive uh, foreign influence in Vietnam. Uh, he was angry at the Russians for being too involved in Vietnam. Okay. And um, the Vietnamese, uh, and I'm sorry, it wasn't the late 70s. It wasn't the early 70s, it was the late 70s. Uh, but the Vietnamese, it was kind of similar to the Ukraine invasion. The Vietnamese uh, uh, army uh, performed very well, humiliated the Chinese on the battlefield. But eventually, the Chinese numbers began to tell, and the Chinese ultimately achieved their strategic objectives. I don't think they annexed much in the way of territory, but they they were able to they were able to kind of reduce Russian influence in Vietnam, um, and that that's the kind of that kind of solution or that kind of outcome has lots of precedence in the world, and it wouldn't it wouldn't be the worst thing if that is the the type of outcome that happens in Ukraine. Okay, what would when you're saying that might happen in Ukraine? Can you put it in today's terms? What that would mean? Oh, it would probably mean Russia achieves some strategic objectives, such as keeping Ukraine out of NATO, but it doesn't really get much in the way of territory. Uh, well, now you know that Russia uh, just or the Ukrainian territories of the 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 eastern side, the Donbass, and the sections below that just voted last weekend uh, on a five day referendum to to join russia so i mean russia is claiming those territories uh as part of russia at this point they in fact putin this week signed some official paperwork uh saying that they are officially bringing them in now it still has to go through the the whatever russian legislature is and i think it has to get some sort of a stamp by a court i've got a story from rt about the steps that that need to be taken but essentially as of right now russia is is moving towards considering those areas their territory like ukraine is ours yeah so i mean you don't think they're going to be able to make that claim that they're going to be able to stick it out well, that, that's the difference between these two wars is that the, the, Sino, or the, the, the um, uh, Sino-Vietnamese war was shorter. It wasn't precisely territorial. The Russians are overplaying their hand. But can they actually hold these territories? Because, I mean, you know, again, don't trust headlines, trust history. You look at what happened in, in Croatia in 1991 and 1995. Serbia took over all this territory, but they couldn't hold it. So this guy in uh, Ukraine is not interested in any kind of negotiations, with the exception of negotiating more billions of dollars from the U.S. taxpayers and probably uh, the European Union, because I believe they just cut him another $12 billion check this week from the U.S. Well, and that tells you where the command of whether or not you get to talk to Putin is really coming from. I mean, the people who have his who have a handle on his collar are obviously America. That's Mm -hmm. where his money's coming from. And they do not want peace between Ukraine and Russia. Peace with Putin means he's not getting billions of dollars from the U.S., right, to give to all his buddies. Yeah. U.S. wants to continue the war against Russia uh, without getting nuked, preferably. So mm-hmm. the only way to do that is to keep the war going in Ukraine. And so what do you guys think? Is uh, NATO going to accept Ukraine? They just made the, uh, I guess, speedy application uh, this week. I think it was yesterday or the day before they signed the paperwork. And uh, in order to get in, they have to get the agreement of all 30 NATO nations. That's a pretty, that's a tall order. I don't think it'll happen, and I really hope it doesn't happen. Me too. Um, I think Turkey, at least, is going to stand in the way of that, because mm. uh, they've already said that they were going to. Okay, good. And yeah. uh, if it if it does enter NATO, I mean, that will likely be the beginning of World War Three. Yeah, that's the real concern here. Like, it's the chess of statism. Like, I so don't care. Like, the rulers are going to do what the rulers are going to do, whether we want them to do it or not. We have no say. We have no way to prevent them from doing one or the other thing. Whatever is going to happen is going to happen. It's pre. It, I won't say it's predetermined, but it might as well be because, well, n- none of us have any 
say in it. None of the Ukrainian people really have any say in it. None of the Russian people really have any say in it. So the only people that have any say in this thing are the tyrants, the top thugs. Yeah, I'd like to point two things out, though. Number one, we could have avoided all of this if we had just let Russia into NATO in the first place. Because they had they had attempted to join NATO, which hmm. I thought was hilarious. The and North wonderful. American Tyranny Association, right? Mm-hmm. Which you know they basically banded together to uh, stop the USSR. So when Russia's like, "Hey, can I join?" I thought that was hilarious and wonderful. And if they just let them join instead of you know basically acting as if the USSR had never fallen, mm-hmm. then we wouldn't be in this circumstance. Ridley, any other thoughts? Well, there's this, there's this natural uh, link to which these 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 wars are supposed to go on for a certain period of time. They have a natural end. But uh, something like the United States sending all these billions prolongs it unnaturally. Mm-hmm. And every day that it goes on, we're closer to we're closer to all dying. You know, this Ukrainian thing, of course, NATO is not going to accept them at this point. That would be insanity. But mm-hmm. um, I wanted to point out that that China is like half the size of the United States but it has twice the number of people. And now Russia has twice the landmass of the United States and half the number of people of the United States. So I was thinking, why doesn't anyone, you know, Russia was saying how they wanted to rescue their Russian people from the Ukrainians, from all that good stuff. I was thinking, why not just invite those people who call themselves Russians into Russia since there's so much room? (laughs) Anyway, it's just, it just shows how stupid borders are and all that kind of thing. Well, and isn't it, uh, I, I keep stumbling upon this in the United States of America, there's like more than enough land for every person within uh, the geographic area known as the United States to have, I don't know, 20 acres or something like that. Like mm-hmm. y- you could actually fit all of the people into, I don't know, a state the size of Montana. Montana. Yeah. Well, to answer the question of why, we, you would have to get inside the head of Putin and you know his various... Well, I can tell you one reason people. why. Uh, so the, the unique geography of Russia and Ukraine makes that the really the only way to easily invade Russia is through Ukraine, mm. either through uh, the uh, year-round warm water port or just through, uh, like I said, geographically, uh, the way that the mountains and everything are structured. You pretty much have to go through there in order to get to, mm. uh, to Moscow. Mm. So well, that I, shows I, it's a land grab. It's, that's all it is. Yeah. Just a land grab and trying to make trouble from a crazy person. But I wanted to I wanted to mention something about the protests that are happening, you know, like the like Iran? Russian no, yeah, Iran and the Russian guys that are bailing out, they're going, I'm not gonna fight this and mm-hmm. and the concerts that are going over there that are saying, you know, F the war and all this kind of thing. Well, to me, it's it's kind of exciting because, you know, my my whole deal is to help people understand that that these these monsters, these uh, uh, overlords, are just other people. My last thing is a couple of weeks ago, I called in and kind of I give my my seven second elevator speech. You know, the one where I say that people with titles are just other people who have no more right to do anything than you or I. Well, the guys that were talking at that time were saying it's too long, and I'm going. Help me understand how I can make that shorter. People with titles are just other people who have no more right to do anything than you or I may not do. Mm-hmm. Seems pretty succinct but, to me. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember I don't if I was on that show or not, but uh, what you say is factually correct, and I agree with you. And, yeah, you know, I don't I don't know if, if there was, like, some attempt to sort of, like, further sloganize that. Uh, well, the bottom line is, that that is what's going to change the world toward freedom. It's when people in general, you know, say to themselves, you know, these other monkeys who used to be my neighbor, who now have some kind of special title in an office, they don't get to do what they do because they're just another person. It used to be somebody's son or uncle or, like I said, neighbor. So it's just, it's insanity for anyone to think of another person as being somehow greater because they have a title. I was hearing recently, I, I don't know the airline, but there's been some flights that uh, somebody's been able to hack into mid-flight, and they, they get over the intercom and they hack 
uh, porno sound effects. <laughs> oh, my. Yeah, man. And I heard it wasn't just for a little bit of time. These, these people can't figure out how to shut the damn thing off. Damn. This is like a two-hour <laughs> flight nonstop, man. Imagine being on that flight with the kids. Oh, oh man. God. I'm sorry. Now, I, I, I had nothing to do with that at all. It wasn't me. <laughs> Dude, imagine that. And there was one recently they were doing uh, ghost and ghoul sounds, I guess, for, for Halloween coming up. But they can't figure out how to shut this off. And I was wondering if if they can get in and hack the computer system to do that, could, could they control the jet possibly? Well, uh, no, I don't think so. I mean, and also, like, yeah, it's you probably know. like a 12-year-old kid on yeah, a laptop yeah. or a tablet who's hacked into the sound system. So wait, how many times does this happen that you know of? Um, I've heard I've heard of two occasions. The, the first one I initially heard was the whole entire flight, like a two-and-a-half-hour flight. It was porno sounds. And wow. the most recent one, I actually heard <laughs> the sound effects. They were playing them on the radio. It was like a ghost, a ghoul sound, you know. So it Ooh. sounds to me like maybe somebody figured out how to do this, and they put it out there on the Internet. Because, hmm. Well, the airline you know, doesn't want to admit that it was hacked. That's right. the thing. They're Is it the same airline, by the way? Is it the same brand of airline on, in both instances? Yeah, the, uh, it's the same airline that that keeps get that this. Keeps which which airline is, is it? I, I I can't remember oh, okay. to be honest oh, with so, you, and I don't want to say if I don't really remember. Sure. I think it so might you're saying the airline United. doesn't want to admit that they got hacked, but okay, if the porno sounds are coming over your intercom, you've got two options. Like either <laughs> you admit that you got hacked. Or you say we were trying to do this. Mm -hmm. It'd be even funnier if it was like one of the the flight attendants that did it. (laughs) You know what? I also heard, guys, the flight attendants aren't even initially hired to um, to serve food and drinks. The the real uh, initial reason for hiring them is for that safety deal they do before the flight. Now, you've got the different areas voting to not declare independence from Russia or from uh, Ukraine, but to actually leave Ukraine and join Russia. And the next step here, according to RT.com, is that uh, the treaties, which have now been apparently endorsed by uh, apparently Putin and the presidents of the various different areas of these uh, of Ukraine, uh, they are now going to be submitted to Russia's constitutional court, which will assess them to ensure they don't violate Russian law. Then the agreements will have to be ratified by the State Duma, which is the lower house of Russian parliament, <laughs> and then by the Federal Council, Duma. its upper house. Lawmakers Derma. will also need to pass legislation on incorporating the two republics and two regions into Russia, the Donbass republics, as well as the other two areas, Kherson and Zaporizhzhia, will become part of Russia no sooner than the law is signed by Putin. Now, what they don't give you here is an estimate of how long... All of this political bureaucracy is going to take. It, I don't know if it's going to be two weeks or two months or two years. I, I don't, have no idea. I don't know the population of Ukraine. Let's just, for round numbers, let's just say it's 10 million. Okay. I don't know what it is. Now, let's say 8 million people in the Ukraine vote to join Russia. It was only this, uh, the eastern areas that, okay. did, that uh, did this. Whatever it is. Okay. The people who did not vote to join Russia should be allowed to not join Russia. Yeah, that would be an ideal world. There was a speech by Vladimir Putin recently. Oh, no, a politician made a speech. Yep, yep, there was one. uh, You know, normally I don't really care, Captain, if a politician makes a speech, but this particular one is in the process of potentially moving the world towards a uh, you know a very large conflict. Dub, 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 I, I, I. And so it's always interesting to see what the other side is saying. The Western media is always going to show you what Joe Biden and the, you know, the Western media, sure. the Western yeah. uh, states have to say about it. They're never going to really give you an honest picture of what the other side's. And so, like, for instance, when... Uh, when uh, the uh, the conflict with George Bush and uh, Osama bin Laden was happening, it was very instructive to read Osama bin Laden's actual oh, yeah. words, yeah. what mm. he actually had to say. Because, again, right. you know, maybe if the media is going to give you anything, they'll give you a little bit of out of yeah. context you know, from here or there. They're certainly neither fair nor unbiased. No, definitely mm. not. Now, um, to be clear, I am not going to read the full speech. It would take forever because he's a politician— <laughs> 
You know how they are, right? They bloviate. They talk a lot. However, there is a gentleman who is a professional translator of Russian. His name is Konstantin Kisin, K-I-S-I-N. Uh, he's on Twitter. He also has uh, one of these uh, st- Substack accounts, Konstantin Kisin, yeah. with a K, Konstantin. Uh, and he's reproduced what he did was he took the uh, the full speech of Putin and he summarized it. So he did us a favor, of trying, you know, because I, I listened to one of Putin's speeches a couple of weeks ago and it was a half an hour long. And so this is going to be a, yeah, a little man more. man can talk for a long time. Yeah. And uh, and to be fair, the guy has some interesting things to say, especially when it comes to Western hegemony. Well, I've always found that it's a really effective tactic to let them speak about their enemies if you want the dirt on whichever country. Yeah, they now, give you the they give it to you straight usually. Yeah, yeah usually they yeah. will they will have legitimate concerns that they will voice effectively. He won't tell the you, truth about Russia. Oh, of course but not. But he'll give you the truth about the American foreign policy. Exactly. So, uh, Constantine points out, he says he wishes everyone in the West would listen to Putin's speech, but since that won't happen, he says, let me summarize as a professional translator for 10 years. He states, as he's done from the outset, what his intentions and complaints are in the plainest terms possible. Setting aside his brief comments on the recent referendums, and he puts that in quotes, he spends most of his speech discussing the West. His His primary complaint isn't NATO expansion, which gets only a cursory mention. He says the West is greedy and seeks to enslave and colonize other nations like Russia. They've done this before. They've done polls. They've done these sort of things before. And you cannot get these regions to say that they would rather be part of Ukraine than part of Russia. Now, obviously, ideally, it would be a thing where the individual gets to choose which uh, country they are or are not a part of. That would be. But I mean, people aren't ready for that. Nope. I'm aware of that. So the next best thing, I think, would be that the individual would get to choose which country they are a part of, since we're not willing to accept the idea of a, uh, of an individual not being part of a country. I'm sorry. Some people actually are ready for that. Just not a lot of them. <laughs> a very small That's number, true. unfortunately. That's true. And for whatever reason, those people are not allowed to go down that path because the rest of the people aren't ready for it. Well, Which and is completely unfair uh, and if they went results down that, in all sorts of horrible things. Well, if they went down that path, it might work. Well, mm. right. If they allowed people to go down that path and then those people actually made it work and were able to show well, then, other people how well it works and well, that it does indeed work. Then all these people work. would feel silly. Well, here's one thing. I, and as far as people not being ready for it, that is a good point and it's true. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to change that over time. But. If, or rather when, New Hampshire's people vote to secede peacefully from the United States, I don't see how that is imposing anything on the people who still want to be part of the United States. Because if you want to send a check to the IRS, even though you don't live in the U.S., you can do that. In fact, the IRS expects you to. Well, if you leave the United States and you go live in Honduras or something like that, yeah. the IRS still expects you to send them a check. So yeah. it's like... That's well, not going to change that for them. No, I can see how that's still imposing something on them. Because, like, if you have, you know, your, you know, ancestral house or what have mm-hmm. you, like, you want to live in your house. You and- can still live there and follow all the United States rules if you want to. You ah, can pay all the taxes the, that you want to the United but, States. Well, that's the thing, though. They don't want to be part of this uh, government because of what they give the government. They want to be a part of this government because of what they get from the government. Or what they think they get from the government. Right. Well, so, oh, the, the U.S. military well, won't both. be protecting you or both, whatever. Both what they actually get and what they think they get. So one of the things that they actually get is a passport that lets them travel to most countries in the world. Mm-hmm. I can't wait like, to have like a New Hampshire passport. That'd be great. I truly believe this is my personal opinion that what my governor of my state of South Carolina is currently doing is violating the United States and state constitutions. Several days in a row, he has been hosting press conferences, and every time a press conference takes place, he has a preacher invoke something from Mm. the book of Isaiah for a prayer prior to the press conference. Are these conferences about the the impending hurricane? And Mm post-hurricane. So it is very, very 
disconcerting to me as a resident. Well, here's what you do. You should give a call Jewish to faith. the satanic... We have Muslims, Baha'is, Catholics, Seventh-day Adventists, Here's what you do, Christians. Gigi. And as, a le- as an attorney, I think you would probably be aware of this. If they are using... Uh, their government speech time to That's promote right. one religion or another. I want to finish the, the right. statement because you may already know, Gigi, but people listening might not know. Uh, if they're using their government propaganda to promote a particular religion, they do have to allow other people to have that yes, particular sir. time. So yes, all you sir. have to do is have some group, whether it be this, the Satanic Temple loves bringing lawsuits, so I would reach out to them. <laughs> Personally, they do this. This is the like the thing that they do. Makes great headlines. They too. say, it "Hey, if you're going to let the Christians in, you got to let the Satanists in." That's and right. they it sue ain't over kosher. it. And lastly, in regard to what you and Richie Rich have been discussing, Putin annexing territory. Mm-hmm. I personally feel the United States is not interested in permitting Ukraine to become a member of NATO, because if they do, that would rock the boat with Russia, and Mm. all-out war could possibly break out, and it is more accommodating for the United States to simply keep funding and sending money and armaments and weaponry and technology and God only knows advisors in quotes it certainly will keep uh you know an anti-war movement from arising in any significant way in the united states Maybe not we don't know populism is in contrast with elitism so uh the the two ideas being uh on the one hand that the people should run uh the country Mm -hmm. and the other that elites should run the country like people who are really good at what they do should be the ones making all the decisions Ah, or the idea that uh individuals should make the decisions for the country here's a question that that, uh, i thought of because of what Gigi was saying uh who gave human beings permission to own planet Earth? God. No, they didn't. <laughs> that's not true. Like, show me evidence. Well, that that's the true. law of the jungle. I mean, might makes right. And so we can't be topped, for the most part, by other species. So, well, by de facto... That, that, that's fine, like, being, like, existing on planet Earth, right? Mm-hmm. If you want to, like, if your species happens to sort of dominate the rest of the species, that's fine. But... Where did this idea of ownership of the entire planet come from? Well, are you asking where the idea of property and ownership came from? No, 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 no. No, the idea that uh, humans own the planet Earth. Right. And that's most cosmologies, uh, in in particular, like uh, the the ones that are uh, really effective to us, is Genesis. uh, Specifically states to, like, go out and conquer nature. So the Bibli. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a poor and place for, to originate that from. Well, and for that matter, uh, most creation stories tend to, at some point, uh, put the world in the hand of people. I, I say this because, in contrast to sort of the Judeo-Christian you know philosophy that comes out of the Bible, like the Native Americans and many other sort of native tribes of you know uh, ancient native people mm-hmm. uh, believed that no one owns the earth that the earth is a living mm-hmm. being that you must respect and yeah. you know if anything it owns you which mm-hmm. i kind of find to be more truthful right in in certain ways like the earth seems to own people people don't really own the earth they like to say they own the earth and they like to go draw lines on maps and mm-hmm. be like we own this part and i like mean everything. i get but, what you're saying from this sort of philosophical yeah. uh woo woo be one with the earth kind of thing i get that yeah. but at the same time i think most libertarians would agree that the idea of property has benefited mankind well, hold on, hold on. So you're conflating two very different things here, though. So I, I actually see a, a really good merit to what he's pointing out. So the nature of of proper property, if you will, like uh, the where we have developed the idea of property rights to uh, at this point in time is the idea that when you mix your labor with nature, yeah. that is when you gain ownership of that thing. Okay. Right. And if it's good, then good. And if it's bad, well, you've got to fix it. Native American example: Some guy takes a you know a tree branch, uh, you know, strings some you know 
piece of a buffalo, you know, some hamstring from an ankle or a mm-hmm. leg or something on it, and makes a bow and arrow. He has created property that he now owns. Right. Hey guys, hey. I just um, tuned in real quick and listened to the tail end of Gigi's call um, to, uh, with an important message about you know kind of keeping an eye on and um, critical critical um, ear towards. Uh, Fas- uh, you know, fascist adjacent and populist movements that are growing. I've been lo- looking really closely to at this um, Italian lady. But also, just minutes ago or minutes before that call, I, we just finished wrapping up um, a podcast episode that I was recording, where we really talked a lot about um, about kind of pop- about two things, like criticizing uh, global um, neoliberal capitalism and woke woke neoliberalism and all of this stuff, and the left. And also the rising kind of neo-reactionary neo-fascist movements um, on the other side of the of the thing. And uh, so, if you look at this um, Italian lady, just as an example, that we were talk, kind of talking about at the tail end, um, she says things. Just go and go to Twitter, look at the um, video in the comments under. I mean, it's very, very captivating uh, rhetoric. And that she uses in her speech. In her How? Speech. Well, in, in talks, the way, in the same way that when you watch, uh, what's that famous Hitler speech, right? That, that everybody always plays to give an example of like a fascist. One? Uh, no, there's one specific one that gets replayed. The one, the, uh, the Hitler, I'm sorry, the History Channel uh, <laughs> repeats over and over again. Hmm. It's, it's the one where he's in front, maybe it's the Olympic speech. I'm not sure which one it is, but there's one specific Hitler speech that gets played far more than it's like his greatest mm-hmm. hit, if you will, that gets played far more than everyone else. And when I, I saw part of what uh, Penguin is talking about, the Italian lady's speech, and as I'm watching it now, she's speaking Italian, which I don't speak. Uh, I had an Italian girlfriend for a while, so like I kind of mm-hmm. get the like, you know, some of the words and that kind of a thing. But when I'm, I'm watching this speech, it has all of the hallmarks of that same famous Hitler speech that, hmm. I'm, that I'm thinking of in my head. It does. Including it the yelling? Yeah, no, she gets very passionate and very loud. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and she's talking about, you know, about uh, family, traditional family, and God and country and having identity, that we're all individuals and genetic, genetically unique, and that we shouldn't be slaves to global corporations and financial speculators and all this stuff and all this stuff that I think we would all agree with. And a lot of people would agree with a lot of people that would be, would have been from the, uh, you know, libertarians or from the left in the past. Trump isn't really, he's kind of dumb, right? And so the things that he said might resonate with a certain subset of people in the United States, but Barack Obama was slick and eloquent and, you know, used multisyllabic words and, you know, an orator, if you will. Now imagine if you like put both of them into a blender Right. You know, that's kind of the level that I felt that this Italian lady was on. Well, as always, when it comes to politicians, you need to believe what they do, not what they say. Agreed. And this woman has already indicated that she is supporting Ukraine. So if this person, and apparently according to uh, Quabena in our Twitch chat, her name is Giorgia Maloney. Yep. uh, If this person Mm -hmm. actually cared about the little guy, then she would... Get out of the Ukraine conflict and make it so that they can have uh, heating gas yeah. for the winter time mm-hmm. and keep the little guy warm. But no, she's all about fighting in Ukraine and supporting the yeah. you know the Western hegemony. Yeah, what? So yeah, she's no different, huh? That's a head scratcher there. And um, why is it a head scratcher? She's just like the rest of them. She just has different rhetoric. Yeah, it's not same. confusing. She's yeah. just lying. Yeah, same thing with Trump. He said he was going to drain the swamp, and look what happened. He right. hired them. Right. But it's it's the power of somebody to give an impassioned speech to capture people's attention sure. and make them go, oh, my gosh. Well, I should vote for her because Barack she Obama. gives an impassioned speech. You bring up Barack Obama as a res, uh, as an example. Yes. Remember, he was going to close Guantanamo Bay yeah. and hope mm-hmm. and change. Oh, and, and he was going to put every new bill that came across mm-hmm. his desk online for the people to see mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. You know, two weeks or whatever before it, it was signed. And none of that happened. Yeah, and something I'd like to remind any Trump fans listening is that he kept Fauci in power sure this did. entire yep. time. Sure enough. Anything else, Penguin? Yeah, just, um, you know, yeah, it's a real, real head scratcher what the kind of more fascist right is going to think of her support for Ukraine and NATO and for her um, support. Well, if she's Israel. a fascist right winger, then supporting Ukraine makes sense. There's oh, Nazis yeah. over there. I'm calling because I've heard all week that the storm decided in Florida 
was part of uh, climate change. <laughs> well, one one thing I know, we can't do much about climate change. God has been doing it for years, and he's doing it now. And I believe some of the bad storms is, is the good Lord uh, judging us as a nation and as a world. But we got You don't remember. think storms happened before the nation was created? I don't think storms have. I, I don't know. I'll be okay. honest with you. Yeah. But I, I, I believe that uh, we've had ice ages. We've had, we had, have had uh, heat wages and it's been down in, uh, in, in secular history. And God changes those things. He, he made the icebergs. He, he helped make the oceans and, and the streams. And he helped make the deserts. Uh, I don't know about all that, but I certainly can say that humankind hasn't recorded enough history of weather and earthly phenomenon to know what the larger cycles are, because the Earth existed long before humans did. And so, like, even earthquakes, they say, uh, like, on the West Coast, they're like, oh, we're overdue for a big one, because every, you know, I don't know, 100 years or something, there's a big earthquake, and so we're long overdue. Well, Mm -hmm. okay, that might be true, but perhaps we're just in a larger cycle that humankind has not been able to record yet. Yeah, that could be. And and, uh, uh, along the same lines of, like, widen your perspective on this. So uh, they they call it global warming. Okay, here's the thing. (laughs) Every other... Or, or climate change. Okay, every other planet in the solar system is going through the same climate change. Right. The the right. the weather on Mars and Venus are is also increasing. constantly changing. So I mean, like, right. and specifically, the temperatures on Venus and Mars are also increasing, and no one's SUV is doing that. I tend to have the belief uh, that humans are essentially ants here on the planet and the idea that people could have some sort of significant long-term effect on what mother nature wants to do whether you want to call it god or mother nature or the universe or whatever you want to call it uh, i think is absolutely ridiculous and the idea that paying more taxes to a government (laughs) is going like even if you did buy the idea that people could change the planet the idea that the government the most ineffective organization of humans to ever exist could have any kind of effect on the planet is absolutely absurd. What it will do is will impoverish people. Yeah, you guys are talking about carbon. You think about the Jurassic area when the whole earth was shifting. There was volcanoes puking everywhere, and the herbivores were ginormous, and the plant life flourished. Hmm. Global warming? Carbon tax? I think not. My perplexion, when I was a kid, I remember hearing that the North Pole was shifting by like three feet a year. I remember that. And now I just heard a while back that it's better than 30 miles a year. (laughs) And I heard a projection a while ago that Florida would be, or Michigan would be Florida. But we got Still waiting. (laughs) You can't drink oil, buddy. You can't drink oil. Well, you can. It's just not going to go well. (laughs) (laughs) Not unless you're the tin man there, Dorothy. (laughs) Or Bender from Futurama. So weirdly enough, you can't drink oil, but we do actually eat oil. So, I mean, for every calorie that you eat, over 2,000 calories of oil was expended to get there. That's not petroleum, though. That's Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Where do you think our, uh, our fertilizers come from? Those are petrochemicals, my friend. And yeah, well, I prefer my fertilizer on the back end of a jackass. There yeah, you me go. too. I'll vote for it right there. Putin goes on to say that uh, the Western elites are totalitarian, despotic, and apartheidistic. They are racist against Russia and other countries and nations. It's a weird word, apartheidistic. They discriminate by calling themselves the civilized world. They colonized, started the global slave trade, genocided Native Americans, pillaged India and Africa, forced China to buy opium through war. He says that Russia, on the other hand, are proud that they led the anti-colonial movement that helped countries develop to reduce poverty and inequality. I have no idea whether that's true. Uh, but they are Russophobic, he says, and that they hate Russia and the Russian people because, he says, we didn't allow our country to be pillaged by creating a strong centralized state based on Christianity 
Islam, Judaism, and Buddhism. So he's saying their, their state is strong and centralized, and that to him, that's a good thing. Now, obviously to us as voluntarists and anarchists and yeah. such, we don't agree with that, but he's saying that their strong state prevented the Western world from coming in and rampaging in over, over Russia. Uh, he says they've been trying to destabilize our country since the 17th century in the times of trouble. Eventually, they managed to get their hands on our riches at the end of the 20th century. They called us friends and partners while pumping out trillions of dollars. We remember this. We didn't forget. The West claims to bring freedom and democracy to other countries, but it's the exact opposite of the truth. Now, that's a fact. Uh, the unipolar world is anti-democratic by its very nature. It is a lie. They use nuclear weapons, creating a precedent. That's a good point. Uh, he's referring, of course, to uh, Hiroshima and Nagasaki there. They flattened German cities without any military need to do so. There was no need for this except to scare us and the rest of the world. Korea, Vietnam. To this day, they occupy Japan, South Korea, and Germany and other countries while cynically calling them allies. And of course, he's referring to the military bases that exist in God knows how many nations, hundreds of mil- several hundred plus military bases. The Empire. I wanted to bring up the Tonga volcano that erupted under sea in uh, January. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. As, as far as, you know, climate change. And the uh, article that I read stated that 58,000 Olympic-sized swimming pools were ejected into our stratosphere. And it also said that it could be five to ten years for that to dissipate. I'm not real and clear. Are you I'm talking about? Are you talking about swimming pools full of ash, or what are we talking water. about? Water. So water. Uh, the the seawater that got evaporated. So it boiled the yeah. sea, is what you're saying? Yeah. Right. Okay. This was an undersea volcano mm-hmm. that erupted. There's a satellite uh, uh, video of it. Okay. And and it is incredible. I mean, we've known for a long time that one volcano can spew enough, you know, carbon monoxide and or carbon dioxide and sulfur dioxide or whatever into the atmosphere to just rival anything man's ever done. Oh, sure. But this one here was different in that it spewed water, which mm-hmm. I believe is also uh, considered a a uh, global warming thing, water in the atmosphere, hmm. because it reflects heat down. Um, but I wonder why it's not been mentioned at all. Zero mention of oh, it. Oh, I can as tell you. As, I can tell you one reason that it's not been mentioned. So, uh, yeah, all of the definitions that the UN uses for climate change. So, in the definition, it requires that it be caused by human beings. But when they talk about it, they just refer to it as climate change. And since this wasn't caused by human beings, according to U.N. definitions, it wasn't climate change. Wait, so solar flares, even though we know that they happen and they happen frequently and they affect the entire planet, solar flares are not considered part of climate change? According to U.N. definitions, Uh, that's correct. How convenient. They want us to believe that the sun is a light bulb in the sky that burns steady. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't. No, that's Mm -hmm. not true. And we've also got planets that... Uh, you know, have effects. You know, Jupiter, Jupiter is an amazing mass out there. It, you know, it's weighs more than all the rest of the planets combined. And of course, a lot of the proposed solutions that they want to shove down your throat yeah. with government mandates, I oppose. So. Yeah, I don't like the idea of plastic straws getting shoved up a, a tortoise's nose, which that video looks fake. I don't know if you've ever seen that that video. but Or uh, even the old school, the six-pack rings. Yeah, that one. Kind of you thing, and everybody was snipping those right. before they threw them away. You know, I don't want those things to happen, but at the same time, I don't want people to be, you know, to be forced to use something like these terrible paper straws. I don't right. know if you all have ever tried to use these things. They're absolutely horrible. I have, and uh, yeah, they do suck. And, of course, they always come in a plastic wrapper, too, so it's like, come on. <laughs> What's the point of this? Uh, but uh, let the market decide. If yeah. people really do value these things then they will make these choices on their own volition. We don't need government mandates to do this. Well, we saw that with the the six-pack rings. I don't know if you've looked at like a 
a six pack or a four pack of like craft beer recently, mm. but they're no longer the plastic rings. They're the full circular tops that, you know, so it's a, it's a little bit of a plastic circle and then a full mm. circular top so that it's not an open ring. Oh, anymore. is that why they did so, that? Yeah, so the market has already said, well, okay, we recognize that this is a problem. Mm-hmm. Let's do something about it. Let's we'll spend an extra in a way. cent on plastic. Yeah. And, and, you know, okay, problem solved, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. We're no longer killing, you know, innocent, you know, geese or whatever, whoever was getting caught in these rings, right? So, but you're absolutely right. That is a market response mm-hmm. to a human observation, right? Hey, we've observed that this thing that you do for your product causes X. Is there a thing you can do to prevent X? Yes, there is, and we've gone ahead and done it, right? That is exactly how the market is supposed to work, and it didn't take government mandating that to happen, mm-hmm. right? Which is what a lot of people believe as soon as they find something that's wrong. They're like, we got to get the government to do a thing. It's like, no, you don't. Just just let the industry know. Yeah, and there's always this belief that these can only be solved by a mass movement that has to be organized from the top. Yeah. When, okay, so let's assume hypothetically that the the planet warming is an actual problem. Well, a solution exists in pumping enough of the seawater into the air to reduce the temperature of the planet. That is a possible solution for that problem that does not require massive organized uh, activity among all people of the planet Earth. Ah, but- See, I want the planet to get warmer. If enough people start acting individually, mm-hmm. governments just sort of go away. Mm-hmm. If enough of them do, yeah. right, mm-hmm. right. You like, for instance, not paying them, not obeying them, like, and trying to ignore them would yes. be ideal. Yeah. If- and even if you have to pay them eventually, slowing down their payments actually has a surprisingly large effect because, like. Every single government in the pla- on the planet today is way overdrawn on all of their debts. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. And the thing about debt is that these things are timed, so you have to keep your payments up. So if you slow down even one red cent going to the government, that actually puts them in a rough position. Well, the federal government will just print more money out. So well, even that, but. Even that, like, that can only go so far, especially in today's world. Now, before Bitcoin existed, Mm -hmm. I'd be like, yeah, there's there's no solution there. However, now they actually have to compete with real money. So every single time that they buy their own bonds so that they can print more money, they're weakening their own position. Yep, that's true. Uh, And they know. That they are in trouble, and that's why they're lashing out at cryptocurrency in as many ways as yeah. they possibly can. Oh, yeah. And it's just starting to. They're not done. They're, no. it, like, I predict it's going to get worse before it They just it figured it better. out what it was. Unless, of course, a whole bunch of people begin to act mm-hmm. uh, in an individual way and opt out of these government currencies. If you enjoy peace, then you should immediately adopt the most peaceful currency that ever existed on planet Earth. And that's cryptocurrency. That's Bitcoin yeah, specifically. It doesn't support war. Right. When you do that. Uh, now, did you say they figured out what it is? I mean, they're trying to. They're, they're closer now. They're- Some of them have. Like, there's a Federal Reserve paper that came out a few years ago that had it down pretty well. I mean, it just hmm. depends who you're asking. I mean, uh. if you talk to politicians, they have no clue. But if you, if you talk to profession- certain professionals in the, in the government, they, they know. Russia quote, understands its responsibility to the international community and will do everything to cool the heads of these neocolonials who are destined to fail, unquote. They're crazy, said Putin. I want to speak to all Russian citizens. Do we want to replace mum and dad with parent one and two? They've invented genders and claim you can transition. Do we want this for our children? We have a different vision. They have abandoned religion and embraced Satanism. The world is going through a uh, revolutionary transformation. A multipolar world offers nations freedom to develop as they wish, and they make up the majority of the world. We have many like-minded friends in Western countries. We see and appreciate their support. They are forming liberation, anti-colonial movements as we speak. These will only grow. We are fighting for a fair world for our country. The idea of exceptionalism is criminal, and we must turn the shameful page. The breaking of the West's hegemony is inevitable he says there is no going back we are fighting for quote our great as in big historic russia unquote our values are love for our fellow man compassion and mercy i don't believe that (laughs) you know what this sounds like to me 
This sounds like Russia is jealous of the largesse of the U.S. empire. Mm, and they want to be in that position? They're like, oh, well, we better put ourselves as like the, the, the David and the David and Goliath. If the U.S. is now Goliath, right, the Russia is now David. <laughs> they want to put themselves in that light because they're jealous. They're jealous that the United States has a much larger empire than they do. Are you suggesting that your first thought when thinking of Russians and Putin in particular is not mercy, love of your fellow man, and <laughs> compassion? Well, clearly yeah. he doesn't love trans people, right? And, like and, he's referenced and that. And let me directly. be specific. I'm not talking about the Russian people. I'm talking about Putin and the rest of his tyrants that, that are called the Russian government, right? These are the people who are jealous of the tyrants of the U.S., right? So as far as the Russian people are concerned, I'm cool with them, mm-hmm. you know, as long as they're try- not trying to harm anybody or take anybody's stuff or hurt anybody. I'm cool with them. What I'm not cool with is the tyrants. Yep. Unfortunately, the Russian people are being punished for what this man is doing. There are websites all around the internet, companies all around the planet who are refusing to do business with Russians. We have a streaming right. service here on Free Talk Live that we pay we paid for. Yeah. Uh, it's called Restream.io, and I'm not recommending it, by the way. I'm I'm naming it so you know who not to do business with, because they recently decided that in the name of sanctions or whatever, punishing the Russian people, they were going to cut out all the Russian websites that they had supported restreaming Lame. to. What's been happening over there could be making things even more dangerous with uh, the Western nations refusing to acknowledge the votes that just happened over the last weekend for the eastern portions of Ukraine to join Russia. Russia is saying they're going to accept those areas into Russia and make them their own. And if uh, Ukraine continues to attack those areas, they will defend it with the full gusto that they would defend any part of Mother Russia. So that could be escalating the conflict. Uh, and Speaking of escalating the conflict, a few days ago, uh, Peakless Mountaineer, we reported here on Free Talk Live, and many have reported around uh, the planet, that the Nord Stream 2 pipeline, an underwater pipeline in the Baltic Sea, so north, uh, you know, that sea that is north of Europe, has been attacked. It appears to have been exploded in some way, shape, or form, an underwater (laughs) explosion targeting. It's still not clear exactly who did it or exactly how it was done but there are some interesting theories and some I've interesting got evidence one of my own yes. sabatuji so let's sabot diabolical let's hear your theory on this because we played earlier this week and i'll find it again if if you need me to play it the clip of joe biden from february where he says this is before uh, Ukraine was invaded by Russia, mm-hmm. where he says if Russia invades Ukraine, he will be able to take down, he, meaning Joe Biden and his ilk, will be able to take down the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. And the question was asked, well, but how? That's that's Germany has control over that. I promise you that we will be able to do that. We have always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's a crackpot theory, I guess, but maybe, just maybe, the guy who said, if A, then B, mm-hmm. A, did B. So Seems if, reasonable. If, if, the Ukraine gets in, if, if Ukraine gets invaded, then we will destroy this. This got destroyed. Just maybe he destroyed it. Right? Who like, else could have done it? Like if I said, if you rip on me 13 or 14 more times, I will punch you in the face. And then you ripped on me 13 or 14 more times, and then I punched you in the face. It well, wait, might wait, be. wait, wait. And then I get punched in uh, the face. Okay. It, and now I've got a black eye. It might be reasonable to conclude that it was me who punched you in the face. It, it might be. Which I would never though, do because I don't support violence. Okay, but. but the difference here, though, is if you punched him in the face, it would be visible on camera. I would witness it. He would remember it. I read that there was indeed U.S. military activity, submarine and Navy activity in the area just within like a day before this happened. Oh, okay. See, I hadn't heard about the submarine activity. There was a video that actually... I don't know if any of that's true. I'm just saying yeah. this is stuff that I read. Well, there was actually a video uh, that Not an Alt posted on our chat server today at chat.freetalklive.com so you can get connected there. But he posted a link to what was like a half hour long video, but it starts at 10 something minutes, and I'm sorry, I don't have the 
video pulled up right yeah. now, but I did watch uh, what was posted. And it's one of these like flight geek fanatic types that has access to one of these fancy flight tracking websites. Like, because there's all kinds of apparently really cool detailed tools that people have now where I've seen, uh, I think it's Matt, one of our co-hosts, he can just pull up an app on his phone and like look and see what airlines are flying around like where we are and and see what their identities are and all that kind of stuff well there's there's also you know even more complex programs for actual computers and so this guy had one of these really complicated programs pulled up and so it was like a globe thing and he had it over the baltic sea at the time at which this thing was alleged to have occurred and what happens there's a, a military plane of some sort and he identifies what the the plane is but the numbers of the plane are obscured so you can't see it's like it's not like x y one two it's just a bunch of at symbols so you don't you can't identify which plane exactly but you can see where it came from and where it goes and what it does is it goes over the baltic sea and then over whatever country it is that's like kind of nearby and it does a refuel with one of its refueling planes for for a while so it meets another plane flies in a circle and refuels and then it goes back and dips down from 20,000 feet to like 10,000 feet. And apparently mm. the kind of plane this is, is the kind of plane its job is to communicate with underwater vessels like submarines. Oh, okay. So it's dipping down. It's the only plane apparently in this area at that time. Yeah. And it's ostensibly from the U.S. military at around the same time when the explosions go off and Nord Stream 2 is sabotaged. Why is it called Nord Stream Nord in relation to like the Nordic Nord countries. means north. Okay, it's a northern. Uh, Why not stream? call it the North Stream instead of the Nord Stream? Like who who named this damn thing? Because it goes through the Nordic countries. Okay. Well, yeah, I think they also have like a Turkish stream of some I, sort. Yeah. When well. I was when I was working for the carnival, I worked for this show, and they had a a gondola wheel, which is a, a Ferris wheel, but with much larger, instead of like the two-seater mm-hmm. things, they had like these hot tub-looking things where you get like six, seven people oh, okay. in a thing. A uh, gondola, right? And so it was huge. It was you know, over 100 feet in the air, whatever. Wow. The genius who named it called it the giant wheel. <laughs> and I was like, really? That's That's it. That's somebody got paid. How do I get this job naming things that are <laughs> amazingly, you know, just observational? You got to move up in the ranks in the carny world, man. <laughs> I guess. There you go. <laughs> he didn't decide gotta, it was worth doing, apparently. Got to get your own giant wheel. The That's giant why. wheel. Uh, so the theory here, and it seems to be supported by some people, including uh, Putin, who also theorizes that it was indeed the United States and the UK that were behind the. Uh, explosion on Nord Stream 2. And by the way, it's worth pointing out here, Nord Stream 1 was the pipeline that was in the news prior to this because Russia had cut down the... uh, This is the one going into Germany, and I believe Nord Stream 2 also goes into Mm -hmm. Germany. Uh, Nord Stream 1 was the one that they cut from, you know, normal service down to 20% in July. And then they, uh, they turned it off at the end of August when they said they were going to do repairs, but the ne- they never turned oh, it no, back no. on. They weren't right. doing repairs. They were demanding repairs on Germany's side, uh, Well, which no one actually believed. As I understood it, they claimed they couldn't do their necessary repairs because of the sanctions that are prohibiting them from receiving parts from some of the, you know, I think it's Canada where the parts are, mm. are being manufactured. So because of the sanctions by the Western nations, they can't get the parts in that they say they need to fix the problems. If with only they one. had a 3D printer. <laughs> and so I think they're probably metal parts, but yeah, regardless, metal? custom manufactured <laughs> stuff that you can only get from, you know, certain locations. Come on, man. But that's just the excuse, right? That's what they're saying. Maybe they can make it in Russia. I don't know. And they're just choosing not to and using this as a, as a bargaining chip. And that so, is absolutely what was occurring there. Yeah. So, so and, and it's worth pointing out, like, what Russia has to lose from this. Because, I mean, they actually do want a good relationship with Germany. They just also want the Donbass and, you know, preferably the southern part of Ukraine that uh, is close to Crimea. Sure, they would love for Germany to buy their gas right. from them. But and, 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 that was, and that was one of the things about this is that was sort of the carrot that they were able to wield with the possibility of peace is, hey, if you want to not freeze to death this winter, just turn on the pipeline. The Correct. gas is already there and here's billions of gallons a year coming right at you. Just 
just flip just the say switch. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and that's literally what Putin was saying before the thing was bombed. So the idea that Russian bombed their own pi- pipeline just doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make economic sense or anything. I mean, it's possible if something terrible happened to Pepsi, I would take a real close look at Coca-Cola. Mm-hmm. And... <laughs> The number one producer of oil in the world is the United States. The number two producer of oil. Really? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, with wow. our with our uh, fracking technology increases. Our fracking technology. Yep. <laughs> is fracking for oil or gas? Um. Uh. I don't know. It's petroleum products. Okay. Uh, but hmm. like, uh, as I understand it, it is. Uh, it's for both. Um. But. I mean, anyone out there who wants to uh, weigh in on uh, fracking technology, well, please let me know. And not to mention um, the U.S. But, is sitting on a ton of oil reserves that they just capped. But they yeah, find had, these things, they drill a hole, put a cap on it. Yeah, we had uh, the the tar sands were a, uh, a, a source for oil specifically that we did not have much ability to get much oil out of, but the technology increased. And since the technology improved, so did our ability to pull it out. And that moved America to the number one producer of uh, of petroleum products. So, yeah, this mm. is number one and number two in the world. So, yeah, I'm pretty sure that the number one producer of oil was not happy with the number two producer of oil having such access to this market. So Putin may be onto something. Oh yeah, absolutely. It is by far the most likely outcome. And uh, U.S. Secretary of State Antony Blinken denounced Putin's statement as quote part of outrageous misinformation and disinformation campaigns, saying further, "I really have nothing to say to the absurd allegation from President Putin that we or other partners or allies are somehow responsible for this." So that's just it's just a blanket denial. Even though Joe Biden said in February that he would would do this. He promised this as a consequence to Russia for invading Ukraine. He I don't know. He, he called it absurd. That's a pretty good argument. I don't know. <laughs> Just to uh, you know, use the magic rectangle to verify what we've claimed, uh, a quick search engine search that I will not name says, despite the ongoing impact the pandemic has had on the U.S., oil production in the U.S. remained the world's top oil producer in 2021 at 11.2 million BPD. Russia and Saudi Arabia retained their positions at two and three. Mm. I did play back a little bit of this video uh, by Monkey Works, Monkey W E R X U S. The link is in our chat server, but I will go ahead and put that on our social media. So if you follow us on social.freetalklive.com, you will have the link to this video, and you can see it for yourself. He identifies the uh, the type of plane. It is a Navy P-8 Poseidon. It is a maritime patrol aircraft, reconnaissance aircraft, that uh, was developed for the U.S. Navy. It operates in the anti-submarine warfare, anti-surface warfare, and intelligence, surveillance, and reconnaissance roles. It can drop sonobuoys which is something that is like a sonar system mm-hmm. and can conduct underwater acoustic research, can operate in conjunction with other assets. Anyway, that's what they did. This was the only plane, apparently, over yeah. the Baltic Sea area where the Nord Stream 2 pipeline was at the time that it was attacked, and it went down from 20,000 feet to something like 10,000 feet, according to this guy in the video that that he shows from some fancy plane tracking system. So, I mean, you know, what does this mean? Seems to me like you caught the U.S. red-handed. Yeah. The buoys are back in town. Like, hand in the cookie jar. (laughs) Indeed. Thin Uh, Lizzie, anyone? No? And and, and just to, to, like, (laughs) to frame this properly, we are talking about the fact that our rulers are toying with a potential extinction-level event here. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's not going to happen. It's all dramatic effect. You don't think uh, I, World War Three? I, I mean, I no, hope I, you're right. I, I hope I, you're right. I don't. I don't believe that. Like, I believe that all of these governments are kind of working together, right? Mm. In, in a way that, like, yeah, they're Seemed antagonizing. Like during COVID. They're they're antagonizing each other enough for like it to be something you pay attention in the news, something mm-hmm. we talk about here on the radio, something you know that that creates headlines, that kind of thing. But none of them are like. You know, yep. Uh, if you don't do what I say, we're going to drop nukes on you. Well, the reality right. is they don't want to get nuked themselves. Right. So 
I here's my thought on the matter. I think that there are some individuals that are going to end up in these positions that are like, well, if I can't own the world, no one can. You just listened to the new extended Free Talk Live Daily Digest. We felt this format was more appropriate for our podcast audience and decided to make it our official podcast. If you subscribe to the Daily Digest or full episode RSS feeds, please resubscribe to the main FTL podcast feed, which you can find at feeds.freetalklive.com. The other feeds rely on a third-party service, and though they'll have the same content, we can't be sure how long they'll stay online. If you still want the entire radio show, you can listen live every night from 7 to 10 Eastern at freetalklive.com. Full video archives are at video.freetalklive.com or tune into our 24-7 stream for the latest show at listen.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live's amps will continue to receive the full two-hour radio show with no recorded commercials via podcast through Patreon. So please join amps.freetalklive.com for just $5 a month. Thank you for listening to and sharing Free Talk Live.